Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, July 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Netflix falls short of its goal for new subscribers, and G7 nations struggle to reach a compromise when it comes to a big tech tax. Plus, the U.S. officially expels Turkey from a decades-old fighter jet program. And why a drop in U.S. railway stocks could signal a slowing U.S. economy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. It turns out that people are only willing to pay so much to watch Stranger Things. Netflix released its second quarter earnings results on Wednesday. The streaming service said it fell far short of its own forecasts for subscriber growth. Netflix added 2.7 million subscribers globally in the three months ending in June. That's well below its outlook for 5 million additions and Wall Street's prediction of 5.1 million. And in the U.S., Netflix lost subscribers for the first time since 2011. A total of 130,000 customers ditched the service. This was after Netflix raised prices for Americans to $13 a month. That's a dollar higher than rival Hulu. Netflix shares fell as much as 12% in after-hours trading. How much tax should tech companies such as Google and Facebook pay? That's one looming question finance ministers from some of the biggest Western economies are struggling to agree on. Ministers from the Group of Seven Nations gathered in France on Wednesday. U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin and French Finance Minister Bruno Le Maire butted heads over France's unilateral new 3% turnover tax on big tech groups. The Trump administration has already responded to the tax by threatening tariffs and launching a trade investigation against France. Mr. Le Maire said the national tax would be withdrawn as soon as an international alternative was negotiated through the OECD Group of Advanced Economies. But that isn't expected to happen before the end of 2020 at the earliest. We cannot have an international taxation system based on the economic model of the 20th century without taking into account the fact that huge companies are creating value through the use and the selling of data without the same level of taxation as other SMEs. Meanwhile, there was more consensus among the G7 finance ministers when it came to working out a worldwide minimum corporate tax regime. It would be in place so multinationals wouldn't be able to divert their profits to tax havens or low-tax jurisdictions. And President Donald Trump has formally expelled Turkey from the U.S.-led program for F-35 fighter jets. The program allowed Turkish companies to produce parts and the government in Ankara to buy about 100 F-35s. Turkey, which is also a NATO ally, was part of the multinational fighter development program since its inception more than 25 years ago. But the U.S. took exception after Turkey purchased a Russian surface-to-air missile system. Washington had warned Ankara repeatedly that the system would allow the Kremlin to gather intelligence on the F-35. Now, Turkey faces potential U.S. sanctions over its purchase of the Russian system. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. Shares in the biggest U.S. railway companies took a hit on Wednesday after one bulk goods carrier offered investors a gloomy business outlook. The FT's Gregory Meyer explains why. 
Traffic on U.S. railroads has been declining this year. It's down about 3% year-to-date. That trend was accentuated when CSX, which is the operator of the largest railroad east of the Mississippi River, reported results late Tuesday that drove its shares down 10% on Wednesday. The main reason markets took fright at this was that CSX lowered its guidance for revenues for the year, predicted a slight decline from slight growth in revenues after after several years of, of growth. And CSX pointed to uncertainty in the U.S. economy amongst its shippers as a principal reason for that warning on its revenue. The leadership of CSX cited a few reasons for lowering its revenue forecast. But then the big picture reasons that I think are what scared Wall Street were the CEO's comments on the U.S. economy. Jim Foote is the chief executive. He called the the present economic backdrop, quote, one of the most puzzling I've experienced in my career, unquote. We started this year expecting revenue to be up approximately 1% to 2%. Both global and U.S. economic conditions have been unusual this year, to say the least and have impacted our volumes. You see it every week in our reported carloads. The present economic backdrop is one of the most puzzling I have experienced in my career. And uh, he talked about uncertainty about the U.S. government. Will we see another shutdown as we did in the beginning of the year? And some of the ongoing friction and costs that are coming from the U.S.'s tariffs on goods from, well, now from China in particular. Union Pacific Railroad is the largest listed railroad in the country that runs in the western half of the U.S. They're set to report on Thursday, and I think investors will be waiting to see if they outline similar kind of uncertainty um, or similar concerns about the economy. Certainly, traffic on the Union Pacific is also down so far in the year to date. It's down about 3%. So investors will be eagerly waiting to hear if Union Pacific's leaders have similarly bearish comments on traffic patterns for the second half of the year. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, Blackstone and Microsoft are set to report earnings. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.